Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Good morning. You have notes in front of you, I hope, and we're going to address a question today. Am I living a godly lifestyle? Personal question. Am I living that lifestyle? Now, just so we're clear, let me give you a definition. I think I put it there in your notes for you. A lifestyle means it's a manner of living that reflects a person's values and attitude. How many of you agree with me your attitude is really important? How many of you don't like the person's attitude next to you? Never mind. A godly lifestyle. Here's the difference, a godly lifestyle. It's a manner of a living that reflects God's values and attitudes. Not mine, but God's. Now, I'm going to make an assumption this morning that I am addressing a group of people that want to have a godly lifestyle. So, why would we do that? Because the Scriptures are very clear that that's how we're to live. Look at John chapter 13, verse 15. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Now, just to bring a little clarity to that, the message puts it this way. Same verses. I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done you do. I'm only pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above his master. An employee doesn't give orders to the employer. That's really up for grabs today, isn't it? If you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. So am I going to live a lifestyle that reflects God? And what we specifically are going to address, how do I handle the issues that are the gray areas? The Bible doesn't specifically say no. The Bible doesn't specifically say yes. How am I going to make choices and decisions when I'm faced with these issues? Such as, should I watch this movie? Should I go to the movies? Should I drink this? Should I go to that place? Should I say those words? How do I handle this problem in a relationship? Should I buy this? How should I handle my schedule? How do I handle the things that I'm not clear about, that the Bible doesn't give me specific direction? How do I choose in the gray areas so that my life will reflect my values and my lifestyle will reflect Jesus Christ? You and I are called to live that lifestyle. Now, let's be clear about something. There is a standard that the Bible has set, correct? That standard does not change. Now, we live in a world that keeps changing the standard. What was not acceptable 10 years ago is acceptable today. What was considered wrong 15 years ago, is all right today. And that's going to continue on, by the way. But God's standards stay the same. 
because you and I are to reflect Him because that's who we are. That's what we believe. I want to make choices that reflect that. How do I make those choices? So I want to give you a series of questions that you can ask yourself in the gray areas of life so that you can follow the standard that God has set for us to follow. So questions for a godly lifestyle. Number one, is my ego in check? Now, everybody has an ego, don't you? Yes, we do. We all have this way of believing, of thinking, of acting, of attitudes that reflect who I am. Am I being selfish in this? We are by nature selfish people. Okay. Am I only thinking of me? Am I willing to put others before me? Well, past, why should I do that? 1 Corinthians 10.24 Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. Philippians 2.4 Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. In other words, will this allow me to think more highly of myself because all of us have a tendency to think higher of ourselves than we should. We go to two extremes. We either think highly of ourselves or lowly of ourselves, and both are wrong. And so we come to that place where is this going to keep me in a place where I have a right view of life and a right view of who I am? Because if I'm only thinking of me, I'm going to make my decisions from a very narrow perspective. And please hear me. I will make many poor decisions in life. If all you do is think about you, well, I can do what I want. You can. But you'll mess up your life. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm okay. I can handle. You'll mess up your life. So is my ego where it needs to be? Am I just doing this because I want it and I think I deserve it and I got to have it and I think it's something that'll be okay and I think it's something that is important to me and I just want my way? And we all fight this, don't we? So I have to ask myself, you know what? In this decision, am I just thinking of me selfishly? Am I doing this because I want to? Now, hear me, if you don't get this in check, the rest of the questions are going to be difficult for you because you're going to go through all of them with a very selfish focus because we have a great way of talking ourselves into doing whatever we want to do. All right, I'll, I'll keep moving, all right? So is my ego in check? Secondly, what kind of example is this? What kind of example is this? Your life is being watched by other people. And every decision you make, every decision you make, always affects somebody else. And many times it affects people you're not even aware of. Well, I don't care what other people think. Well, then, are you really a Christian? Because it does matter, doesn't it? 
Now, you're not very energetic here into all of this today. You know, <laughs> well, pastor, do I really have to live my life knowing that people are watching me and trying to do things so that, you know, people are okay with it? Yeah. When I was a teenager growing up, I'm a preacher's kid, I hated this. I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world when my parents said, well, you can't do that because so-and-so, somebody might be there, and that would look bad. Who gives a rip? Right? It's kind of the mentality, isn't it? 1 Corinthians 8 9, you must be careful so that your freedom does not cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. Galatians 5.13, you've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature, that ego that you have. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, let me be very clear here, because I've had to learn this over the years. Do not be paranoid about this. You cannot please everyone. But here's the catch. I am not living to please people. I am living to please God. And if I'm going to please God, I have to be considerate of people. I don't just get to do what I want. Will this be a positive witness to believers and non-believers? Will this be something that others can see me doing and not get really offended by it and not get upset? Knowing that some will, but my intent is never to try to offend somebody. And my intent is not to care what people think. My intent is, God, I want to honor you, and I'm going to live in a way that honors you because I know that will help people, but I know not everyone will be pleased when I do what I need to do for you. Because if I'm making a choice and I'm not willing to think about others, I'm going to make some bad choices, aren't I? Some ungodly choices. So I have to ask myself, is my ego where it needs to be? Is this just something for me and I'm doing what I want to do and I don't care what anybody else thinks? If that's the way I'm thinking, I'm not setting the example and I am not living a godly lifestyle. Clear? Thirdly, is this edifying me? Does this improve me? Does this help me? Does this encourage me? Does this build me up? Does this make me stronger? Will this help me mature? Because all of us in our walk with God need to grow up. And unfortunately, we live in a world where so many people never grow up because they're selfish. And so I have to be, ask myself, is this something in my life that is going to help me be a better Christian and a better person? 1 Corinthians 10.23 You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything's good for you. 
You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. 1 Corinthians 6.19, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you at a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Okay, now, I'll expect a little quietness, but I'm going to say some things here. We live in a world today where one of the mantras is this. It's my body, I can do with it what I want. Not if you're a Christian. If you're a Christian, you don't get that choice. Your body's to honor God, not to look like everybody else or make decisions that I want to make. A few weeks ago, it was in the news, I don't know if you read it or not, the Pope said that homosexuality was not illegal, and he's right but it is immoral. It is a sin. It's wrong. It's not illegal to live together without being married, but it is immoral. And it's a sin. Don't just get a little... (laughs) So how do we handle these things? We love people. Can any of those people walk into this building and sit in one of our service? You betcha. You betcha. We're not judging them. But see, if we take this stand, here's what you're labeled. You're labeled as a hater. You don't ha- I don't hate people. But sin is sin. And I will love sinners because Jesus Christ does. I'm not going to judge them. I'll love them but I will stand for what is right because I need to live a life that helps me become better. Will it lead to a deeper love for Christ? Will it help you mature in a greater way? Will it build you up? Will it help you or hurt you? The writer in Hebrews says that you and I should throw off anything that hinders our walk. And so I have to ask myself, is this going to edify me? Is this going to help me? Is this going to help me be a better person? But more importantly, is this going to help me be a better Christian? Now, closely tied to that is this next one. Could this enslave me? Could this enslave me? Here's what pretty much all psychiatrists know. You and I have addictive personalities. We are easily addicted. Now, when we talk about addictions, we talk about alcohol, we talk about drugs, pornography. But do we talk about Television? (laughs) I'm going to take that as an amen. (laughs) Every one of us have habits in our life that we have established that we don't like people messing with. 
For many of you, you woke up this morning and you pretty much did the same thing you did every morning. And if you get off your habit a little bit, you just kind of get a little cranky. You know, we want to go to bed at this time. We want to do this at this hour. We want to have this type of thing. You know, we all want the same type of breakfast cereal. For me, my breakfast cereal is um, Captain Crunchberry. I know that surprises you, but uh, sorry. And I always want some in the shelf. Because why? We have habits that we have established. Now, hear me. Some of those habits are very good. Reading the Bible, praying. There are good habits. But there's also some habits that hurt us. And I need to ask myself, if I'm going to do this, does this have the potential to control my life? Because the person who looks at somebody else and says, I would never do that, is a fool. Because all of us can be addicted to something we didn't intend to at the start. And the place to stop it is at the start, not in the middle. 1 Corinthians 6.12 You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. So could this create a habit in my life that will not help me in my desire to be godly? Will it control me? Will I begin to do it without thinking? Is it something that I want to have in my life that I suddenly have to have? Will it enslave me? So when I'm talking about will it edify me and help me to be better, along with that becomes, if I'm going to do something, I want to do something that's going to be positive. Next question. Will this emulate Jesus? Will this follow His example? Will this help me look like Him? Now, you see, Jesus was a perfect person. And understand something, not everybody liked Him, did they? Because when you live a right life, the people who aren't living one suddenly get convicted of things. And they don't like being reminded about it. So am I imitating Jesus? 1 John 2.6 Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Years ago, the big fad was WWJD. What would Jesus do? Very good question. He's given us an example to follow. Follow it. Would he act like this? Would he dress like this? Would he see this? Would he go there? Would he talk like this? Would he make this a priority in his life? I need to ask myself those questions because the example I want to follow is Jesus Christ. It's not another person. It's not a personality. It's Jesus. It's not your friends. It's not the way everybody else is saying and looking and doing. It's Jesus. 
And I, you and I have to focus our eyes on Him and off of the rest of the stuff in this world. 2 Corinthians 5.15 He died for everyone so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. They will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. I believe this is one of the most important verses in the Bible. Not the, it's one of. And I got a lot of one ofs, okay? Because it's, it puts everything in a, in a nutshell. In other words, if you're not a Christian here today and you're, not lis- and you're listening and you're not a follower of Christ, how do you become a follower of Christ? It's very simple. You stop living for you and you start living for God. You stop doing whatever you want, acting however you want, thinking however you want, and you start thinking like Christ. And you start doing things that are God-like. You love people. You care for people. You put others first. You do those things that honor Him. And for every Christian, for every person, that's how it operates. I no longer live for me. I live for God. That's what lordship is. He's the Lord of my life. He's in control of my life. Why? Because I want Him to direct my steps, because I want to honor Him, because I love Him more than anyone or anything else in this world. So will it emulate Him? He's the priority. I never want to violate the lordship of Christ in my life. And then finally, does it exalt God? Does it exalt God? Is God glorified? Is He honored? 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That is a godly lifestyle. I live my life following God's directive, following His principles and His ways. Now, here's the hard thing about this, going through these questions. Here's where a lot of people, a lot of Christians really have a struggle. You have to be brutally honest with yourself to answer these correctly, don't you? It's hard to look at things and say, you know what, my attitude is wrong about this. It's hard to say to yourself, I was wrong. And God forbid somebody tell me I'm wrong. Because they're not so hot themselves, right? It's hard to be honest and to look at our lives and say, you know what? This area of my life isn't helping me be a better Christian. Isn't honoring God the way it should. So I need to redirect it. I need to change it. I need to stop it. I need to quit. I need to start But if I want to live a godly lifestyle, all of these questions have to be addressed because they all matter. So you and I, every day of our life, live a life. Some things are very obvious. God says it. Don't murder. Okay, I got that one. I understand it. Don't steal. That's pretty clear, isn't it? But there's other things that aren't as clear. How do I address them? It's simple. God, I want to honor you in my life. I want my life to reflect you because I'm yours. 
and I want to live my life to glorify you. So a very simple question is this. Am I living a godly lifestyle? And if I'm not, what needs to change? What needs to be different? What do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? How do I handle that? It's a question only you can answer. No one can answer it for you. But here's the great news. When we accepted Christ into our life, the Holy Spirit lives within us. And He's there to help us make these decisions, isn't He? And if I'll listen, He will talk. But first I have to get rid of me. And I have to tune into Him. Is this okay? Should I do this? And there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of Christians who, who would look at me and say, what does that matter? Come on, that's not a big deal. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Because I want to honor God. I want to please Him. I want Him to be glorified. I want to live a lifestyle that's honoring. So, are you doing that today? Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.